For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Welcome to a special Radio Stormer presentation. Today's date is the 3rd of July 2015. You're listening to me, Sven Longshanks, and I have with me Luke McGee from Victims of Gay Bullying at WordPress.com. Now, he's got something that he thinks listeners should hear about, a particular person whose name is Gary Burns, who's been causing him and his family a fair bit of trouble, but he's also a public figure and public figures should be held to account for their behaviour. So um, if you would uh, just like to uh, explain to the listeners why it is they should know about this Gary Burns, Luke. Um, this Gary Burns is a one-man chilling effect in Australia. If anyone talks about homosexuality and pedophilia in the same paragraph, it doesn't matter if you're a radio host, a celebrity a um, premier of a state, a local government councillor, a university professor, or a mentally handicapped taxi driver, this man will sue you for profit. And um, it's, gone, it's gone way too far now, and he's lodged probably 300 complaints with the Anti-Discrimination Board. Uh, almost all the homosexual vilification case law in Australia comes from this one man and most of the time the same judge that recently got recused for having private meetings with him and uh, that decision has been suppressed on the very same judge's order. So all the all his life's work suing people for the crime of criticising pedophiles could have been undone if the judge only published the transcript from last month. So it, it's very significant and we, we may as well start at the very beginning uh, once upon, in 1993, uh, the Lord Mayor of Sydney, Clover Moore, who is famous for her homophobic free zone on Oxford Street, uh, got a bill put through called uh, an amendment to the Anti-Discrimination Act 1977 to add homosexual vilification and homosexual discrimination. Now, in Australia, only two states that I know of in the whole world have this homosexual vilification. And what that means is you cannot say anything which offends the homosexual community as a whole. And um, we know in this world that not all people uh, were created equally. Sometimes, um, for example, when we look at crime statistics, certain ethnic groups or certain, uh, certain, certain groups of people come up differently in the statistics. And it may be wise to discriminate against some kinds of people. For example, we may not want to have pedophiles living next door to schools. We may not want to have a demographic that is more likely to be a pedophile, according to the US Library of Congress PubMed website, um, getting first picked to adopt babies. 
But um, this uh, court, um, the Anti-Discrimination Board, uh, begs to differ. So they basically, if you criticise homosexuals, if you point out the fact that they are more likely to be pedophiles, if you bring up facts and figures and publicly available facts and figures, this Anti-Discrimination Board will come after you and this Gary Burns is their main man, he's their main front man, is that correct? That is correct, yes. And um, this man, let's let's go back in history and uh, before we get into my dad's case and that, the very recent high-profile case where the Anti-Discrimination Board ruled its, uh, an, its homophobic hate speech to criticise two published gay marriage activists by name who pled guilty to raping a Russian orphan. Let's, let's go way back in time to 1993. So Clovermore made the law and she said it wouldn't suppress political free speech, which is exactly what it's doing right now. Only today, I caught up the radio station, who also did a, a, a podcast about these gay dads, Mark Newton and Peter Trong, who raped a, who raped a baby, and they called, them, they called these men disgusting. I talked to their legal officer for Fairfax and the uh, 2UE uh, and uh, 3AW and 4BC radio stations, and she was begging me and threatening me to take this video they made off my YouTube channel. I did. I had to make it private. I'm going to put it back on uh, Vimeo just, just to spite them. But um, that's the example of how afraid people are of this man. And um, I actually had talked to this lawyer and said, you shouldn't have settled with him in an earlier case. Um, in 2010, you've unleashed a monster and now everyone's being sued. And <laughs> anyway, so in 1990, the first case I found out that he was involved in, and I've sent you the link to this, is in 1996, he was uh, a glassy so, uh, pulling pints in the Gladesville Bowling and Sports Club. Okay? And two people, two members were doing their own business, relaxed, having a beer, and they made some gay jokes. And this guy got their member member ID, worked out their names, and made a complaint to the club management and at the anti-discrimination board to get these two men sitting back, having a beer, prosecuted. That's the, that. So you, the walls have ears. You know, you could say something. That's a, that's a very so simple example doing, all of Big do, Brother. All they, all they were doing was just sitting in the bar and, and having a joke and uh, privately to one another, having a joke about queers, as people do, as they're, as they're having a beer. And he took offence at this and thought he could make some money out of it. So he, he uh, tried to take them to court o over this. And I'm surprised that he won, considering it was just banter in a pub, to be honest. Well, we don't know if, we don't know if he won that case. We don't know if he won that case, but here's how it works. You've got a private authority called the Anti-Discrimination Board. It's kind of like, um, let's say if you were to have a, a, a step, your missus didn't like you or something, and there was an apprehended violence order, the, your missus doesn't apply, the police apply on their behalf. So this Anti-Discrimination Board is the, um, is the applicant. It does the suing. It prosecutes people. It's a government agency that does this man's bidding. Now, the legislation says you can't complain about homosexual vilification unless you swear to the court you are a homosexual. And uh, the word homosexual was first made uh, in uh, on Prussia, the Prussian Penal Code, because a, a gay activist once upon a time, 200 years ago, didn't like the word in the Prussian Penal Code that meant boy ravisher 
or young boy rapists. So the word homosexual was first coined to replace the word young boy rapist. And you have to identify as a homosexual to lodge a complaint. And um, so this guy, Gary Burns, since the beginning, has been using the name G-A-R-Y Burns through all of his hundreds of cases. And we've just found out that's not his real name. His name's G-A-R-R-Y Burns. So all, his, all of his cases up until 2013 were lodged under a fake name. And um, I think that's, that's fraud, don't you think? Well, it's a, a, a letter that's that's missing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah, what, I know. Well, <clears throat> how, how much what how much that would have to do with things? But, but what when, what happened after he he started off? Made, he was working behind the bar, um, putting pints. He took offence at the, at this joke, and then what? He went to the um, this anti defamation group and they took the case on or was was he working for this anti-defamation group at the time as a volunteer or something this um government agency that deals with this so answering your question uh gary burns uh previously was a staffer for the lord mayor of sydney clover moore who made the legislation so her own her own staffer of the lord mayor let the uh and the, the mayor of sydney gets most of her votes from uh, inner city, which is the gay cluster of Sydney. So um, basically, Lord Mayor Clover Moore uh, lives off the gay vote. It's the most uh, prolific gay electorate in Sydney. Right now, the member for Sydney is Alex Greenwich, and he's demanding that there must be a gay subculture in Catholic schools and gays must not be expelled with love from Catholic schools. We need to have boys kissing in Catholic school playgrounds at lunchtime. That's the that's the member for Sydney. And um, if you type in uh, Alex no, what, Grendon, no, what's you know? Let's t- stick to Gary Burns for the time being. So what what's he done since then? So he's made, this is the first you've heard of him. Is is this case that he that he took out? Um, however far back it is from from when he was in the in this pub. And he, he also works for um, uh, this politician, or the, the one that's in charge of that, that borough, that area. The, but, yeah? the mayor of Sydney. The, the mayor, mayor of, of Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. So he works for the mayor of Sydney as well. And he, but, did previously. He get that? Previously, but was it before he was working in the bar? Uh, after he was working in the bar. After yeah, he was working in the bar. So he got this job after, um, after this court case. Correct. He's also been an independent uh, candidate, yeah. a Communist Party of Australia member. He's uh, tried out with the Labor Party, the Liberal Party. He's a political chameleon. He's, and he's called right. himself a, me- a media whore. And the gay, the big gay blog in America, Queerty, calls him the most hated gay activist um, in Australia. So, <laughs> and he, that's just makes, gays. so he, make, he makes himself a thorn in the side of um, anyone that tries to criticise homosexuals, basically. And now he's been uh, given criticized. a position, like with with some clout, at the head of this organisation. Yeah. Um, no, he worked for the Lord Mayor of Sydney, and now he uh, is on a mental disability pension, and his only work is being a serial litigant. He makes money from uh, extorting people with anti discrimination board complaints. And normally, when you get an anti discrimination board complaint, you're not allowed to publicly complain about this uh, about uh, the extortion you're getting and because if you do you'll be you'll be prosecuted with a special victimization charge you're not allowed to 
complain after a gay activist extorts money from you, especially if they don't go public on their blog first. If they're attacking you publicly, then you can ignore you. You can uh, bend the rules, and you can uh, you know fight back to an extent, um, which is what my father did. But uh, m- many cases, if you're a celebrity and you're being uh, you've allegedly said something homophobic, and you get a letter in the mail saying. Um, this guy wants to settle with you, give him $20,000 to a gay charity of his choice. Even if the case doesn't have much standing, your publicist might say, might say you don't want to have the bad press, just pay him off. So it's, it's an extortion racket. And if you look at the annual report from the Anti-Discrimination Board, most, most uh, complaints actually don't go to the higher court, which is called the New South Wales Civil and Administrative Appeals Tribunal Equal Opportunities Division. Uh, it's, it basically is a, an extortion racket, and Gary Burns doesn't have to be the victim of, uh, of any vilification himself. He just has to say, this comment vilified the gay community as a whole, therefore you must apologise to me and pay me money. Right, so he, so he just looks out for anything that's in the press or anything that's online, and then he takes it to the anti, um, uh, anti-defamation group. And then they use threatens them with a vilification law, and then settles out of court. And if he settles Correct. with them, then they aren't allowed to then say that he's actually done this to them. Correct. So yeah, we're wondering how many celebrities have been extorted, or how many politicians have been extorted. Uh, the actual all we have is statistics. Now we know that he from the case from ninety percent of the case law coming from one guy, we can safely assume that 90% of the actual complaints as well also come from the same guy, you would, you would assume. And we're talking year on year about between 50 to 150 complaints. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's a full-time job for him saying, you don't respect gays, pay me money. All right, so it's just like blackmail really, isn't it? Instant. Yeah. People, people that are speaking up about the truth about homosexual behaviour are then being silenced by this guy through this, through this uh, quasi. I, I can't understand how how a group like that could be really be be legal and the government be be funding it. But that's just the way things are. I mean, you see more and more of it shutting down free speech. But it's no, this isn't just shutting down free speech. This is turning it into a money maker, isn't it? I mean, they're making a lot of money out of this. This uh, extortion uh, cor- racket. Correct. Yeah. Um, some of the examples. Um, let's just go through some of the examples of the cases up to 2010. Uh, a the Sydney Channel 10's newsreader for Sydney, Ron Wilson, was uh, uh, covering the last live feed the Sydney Gay Mardi Gras parade ever had, and uh, he saw some uh, public nudity along with the uh, children on the anti-discrimination board own float called schools out float where the anti-discrimination board tries to get uh christian sh- uh, students to disobey their principal and wear their school uniforms on the in in the gay mardi gras parade well what one wilson said is he saw some public nudity and he said disgusting uh some comment about what he witnessed um to be depraved or disgusting and uh as a commentator he's, he's a local newsreader for you know 20 or 30 years he's well known in sydney and, um, you know, Gary Burns extorted an apology and a 20 grand donation out of Channel 10. Um, that's one example. Um, let's think of more. There's so many examples, it's not funny. Uh, 
Um, there's more to it as well, isn't there? It's like where where these donations yeah, are going. Um, I mean, does it tell the listeners where these donations are going? The, the people that that, um, that the people being extorted are having to actually give the money to because these these so called charities have um, got a bit of a dodgy background to them. Well, they're dodgy charities in the first place, aren't they? I mean, what aren't they for? Um, for procuring children for homosexuals that um, wish to purchase children? Isn't that what some of these charities are that these people are being asked to donate money to? Um, the, the, the main charity he actually demands donations for, uh, there's been a couple, there's been a few of them. There's some Bobby Goldsmith Foundation. I haven't researched that one too much, but the one that really got my attention was 2010.org.au. Now, they say the name of the organisation comes from the postcode for Chippendale, where their office is, being 2010. But there's a whole bunch of other gay youth organisations around the world that end with 10. And 10 is Kinsey's claim that 10% of the population is gay, which is a farce. Even the, even the uh, great gay judge, Justice Kirby, and I'm being sarcastic there, uh, he he said that it's four percent of the population is gay, and then he cut and paste his own claim and, and changed it to five percent. So um, you know that's that's like fifty years after Kinsey, or thirty or thirty or forty years after Kinsey, and uh, you know um, the patron of the inner city legal centre, this this gay judge Kirby, is is only got the guts to say half that. So what they do is they admit on their website, and I've actually put screenshots of the website in question. If you were to go to the Victims of Gay Bullying blog or just go to the Australia First Party homepage and click on the rainbow, you type in the keyword PIAC, P-I-A-C, news. That's the Twitter handle of the taxpayer-funded law firm that assists Gary Burns at uh, at the uh, when the matter goes above the anti discrimination board, and um, in there you'll see uh, that they take ten year old runaway gay boys who run away from their home and put them in uh, respite accommodation with gay activists. And uh, I said before, it is shocking. The only state in Australia where it's legal for a gay man with AIDS to have sex with a 16-year-old boy and not be charged with transmitting the AIDS virus is New South Wales. So if a 16-year-old boy did have allegedly consensual sex with a gay activist linked to this charity and that that man had AIDS, the gays got the law changed so it was no longer a crime to knowingly transfer the AIDS virus. So um, I don't think I don't think with the recent law reforms and they're actually protesting and marching on the street in Melbourne for the for the right to spread the AIDS virus and not be prosecuted for it. And uh, right, that's, so, that's but, my luck. So they're all so they, they, they're running this this charity where they get children basically, and the charity is being run by homosexuals, and then they place the children with these homosexuals. And what's funding this charity is the extortion from people f- if they criticise these queers. Would, would that be it? Correct. In a nutshell? That is exactly it. And, the, and the, he actually demanded $20,000 from <clears throat> Jeff Kennett, the former Premier of the state of Victoria, because uh, he critis- Jeff, Jeff Kennett won his case because um, we, I only found out why he ran what why he won was not published in the media. Gary Burns said there was some technicality and I had to back off. The technicality was the man that 
uh, Gary Burns was allied with and defending uh, was turned out to be a gay man who admitted in court he supplied alcohol and gay pornography to minors. He was working in a Aussie Rules football club, Benella uh, Bonnie Doon Netball AFL Club Limited, showing up to 30% of the games as of unemployed, homosexual, volunteer, young boy masseuse. And uh, he outed himself as a homosexual because he sued the local rural fire brigade, believe or not, because he allegedly was given a Barbie as, at a Christmas party 10 years before. I mean, what a joke. So he outed himself as a homosexual when the case went on the public record. And uh, with his uh, behaviour around young boys, the club didn't want to have him around. And Jeff Kennett said, look, you know, these people don't want to have him there. Their parents don't want to have this man with his kid. He's massaging them. They're uncomfortable. The parents have the right to say who they don't want their kids around. And that's why Jeff Kennett was sued by Gary Burns. Because uh, Gary Burns and Ken Campnolio, the, 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 the so-called alleged football trainer, um, you know, because they're trying to say that a child's body um, belongs to the state and the state must dole out a child's body to a gay rights activist if they, if they want to have access to it. And the parents have no say in who gets to be in a, change, a football change room with their young child. And, uh, you know, it was sick. And here's a funny thing. Since I blogged that, the other two keywords on the Victims of Gay Bullying blog exposing this is RJM Trust which is one of the people involved, and um, Same Same. Samesame.com.au is a gay newspaper. Because of my blog, they took down their 2008 Top 25 Hero Gay Activist Award to Ken Campanolio, the man who admits in court he p provides gay porn and alcohol to minors. And, and he's, all also, he's this gay Campolio. He's also the masseur, is that correct? Correct, yes. Right, yeah. So the, the Premier was of Victoria, the former Premier, was prosecuted for the crime of saying parents don't feel safe with a pedophile around their kids, he has to go. And this man now, as you see on the blog, is a picture of a gay man sodomising a younger man above his bed. He takes, he's, he's without a permit to work with children, he's painting, he's started an art business and he's painting young boys by the lake. And this is he's, he's, sick, he's, isn't it? Get, this is going on. Yeah, gets, this is allowed yep. and funded. Funded and yep. allowed by, you know, the New South Wales administration and encouraged by them. You know, and they're also, supposed to be protecting the children. They're supposed to be protecting the, the, the people. They're not, you know, funding this and encouraging this. I mean, to take... To take um, to complain at court and take a case to court to insist that a, a queer that's that's admitted that he's got children drunk and raped them before and and to take him to oh, not raped just just try to get him drunk just try to, try get, to get just try drunk. to get so he's drunk. admitted that he's you know, what house. he's tried to do what he's tried to do to these kids and and you, when someone speaks up about this and says well hang on a minute we don't want this guy around our kids they get taken to court and tried and silenced. I mean, what happened to the to the people running the um, football club that were that said that they didn't want him there, do, do, you know, massaging the kids? What happened to him? Did they did he the lose his job? The wife of the uh, head coach, um, uh, Mr. Terry, I've got a surname um, off the top of my head, uh, had a stroke. 
for all the stress and the, having the drama and the, and, and the news stories and everything. Uh, recently, the AFL, the queers claim uh, the AFL has done a, a, a homophobia ban campaign with a bunch of footballers holding up rainbow-coloured balls, you know, a rainbow-coloured array of balls in the newspaper. And the gays are claiming credit that this activist, you know, made the AFL more, more queer-friendly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you only have to go and see the court transcript and see seven people giving evidence that he was, he was acting like a pedophile around the kids. It's, it's, it's case, case law, Ken Campnolio. It's on my blog. You can go straight through to see the original uh, case law about it. So even the queers at the same same, I took down their tribute page to him because they know something is up with this guy after, after I blogged it. So that's one example of Gary Burns' uh, gay child sex normalization activism. He's in the newspaper against gay marriage in the age newspaper. He said he supports civil unions. So it's only the act of criticizing pedophilia, not gay marriage, which really floats his boat. Now, um, he's, he's done a joint statement with uh, Reverend Fred Niles one time as a PR stunt because he's a publicity junkie. Um, when, is this a genuine uh, reverend? Is this, this this reverend? What is he? Um, a, a genuine he's a politician. from a church? A politician. Uh -huh. He's a politician and a reverend for like thirty years. Reverend Fred Nile and Gary Burns did a joint statement when the gays were trying to lower the age of homosexual consent to sixteen. And I actually talked to one of the politicians who voted on it, David Oldfield, who surprisingly enough also interviewed Gary Burns. And after he'd interviewed myself back in two thousand eight. David Oldfield, formerly an MP, and he said it was he had the advice that um, if you lower the age of consent to 16, it really means in court a 16-year-old looking boy. So it could be a couple of years, it could possibly be defendable to have sex with a gay man, to have sex with a 14 or 15-year-old boy if you lower the age of consent lower. And we all know how wrong that is. And well, that's, that's why, why they campaign for it, isn't it? This is why they've always camp they campaigned to lower the age of consent as much as they can. Because homosexuality is, in its very nature, pedophili pedophilic. Because that's how, they, that's how they create other homosexuals. That's how they recruit other homosexuals, is by abusing kids. The, the ones that are, that are doing this, they, they were abused when they were kids. There's a cycle that, that, that goes on. I'm not saying every kid that gets abused turns into a homosexual, but that is their main way that they recruit... And all of them, are, 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 you know, the, the younger the the uh, the male is, the, the the youth, the younger the youth is, the more attractive it is to them. This is why you see these old queers with these, um, you know, with their boyfriends or whatever that are half their age, and they're really proud of the fact that that, that they've let's got na let's name one half their age. Go on, name one. Stephen Fry. He just married the yeah. uh, ABC. Good example. Kids TV presenter. Yep, half his age, literally. So. Um, well, so Gary Burns' uh, first big case was suing 2UE, a radio station, and a, because they did a, a joke about Queer Eye and the straight guy or something. The whole thing was a farce, and the case went on. This is where it gets really strange. For eight years with taxpayer-funded lawyers from PIAC News, is a Twitter handle, or Public Interest Law Clearinghouse. Now... The Public Interest Law Clearinghouse and DLA Philippa Fox lawyers, okay, have also uh, fronted a case in court to jail someone in Victoria pro bono for the crime of vilifying a satanic cult. Uh, OTO Australia 
www.org.au still has press releases on their legal page about suing the Young Australian of the Year Award winner, uh, child psychologist and head of the CSAAP anti-pedophile uh, charity that was, uh, you know, exposing uh, corruption and even debating the police commissioner on state radio. Um, she wrote a dossier if she was to be killed. Her name was Dr. Rena Mickelson. She wrote a dossier if something happened to her, and it got in the hands of two New South Wales citizens from Coffs Harbour, Vivian Legg, with an extra G, and Dyson Devine, with an E, D-E-V-I-N-E. You type Legg Devine, Legg, with two Gs, and Devine, D-E-V-I-N-E, into the case law database for Australia, ostley.edu.au, you'll see that it is a crime to criticise and vilify the religion of satanic boy rape and murder. Let me elaborate. You mean it's, OTO, you mean it's illegal to criticise the OTO, you know, the, the correct. society group, the OTO. So they've, yes. they've now moved on from the, the vilification laws. Instead of it just being uh, vilification of homosexuals, it's vilification of these other minority groups, including secret societies. Well, what, are you, what, what are the ways that, um, what can we do to try and prevent this then, Luke? What are the ways that we can stop this? We've got to come up with some okay. ways that we can um, help to try and put a stop to this. Let's, 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 let's give the good news. We've been given bad news. Uh, the good news is my dad wrote an affidavit about Gary Byrne's favourite judge who's taken most of his cases, Nancy Hennessy. Uh, I did some research about her and my dad's affidavit. What my dad's affidavit did is call her out having private meetings with Gary Burns and she accepted the fact that she shouldn't have walked into the courtroom that day because she had a conflict of interest, but did it anyway and had to recuse herself from the bench. And the anti-discriminator, the NCAT, has a policy of releasing all decisions that are in the Equal Opportunity Division unless the judge issues a suppression order. So the judge suppressed the case law, which would nullify all of Gary Byrne's work, um, and because it just incriminates herself. And her name is Nancy Hennessy. She's famous for saying you can't have a uh, vaccine skeptics uh, group in Australia. You're not allowed to call your charity vaccine skeptics. She's involved in that and other other crazy cases. But she um, she was recused for having private meetings with Gary Burns. And then I did some extra research on her. She was uh, went to a fundraiser for the HIV AIDS Legal Centre, got free drinks from them, met them, was an activist for their cause, and talked her bias about anti-discrimination um, uh, courses. And she even trains the lawyers who, who work pro bono and help people like Gary Burns, completely biased, and so then goes to conflict of you've got a huge conflict of interest. There, I haven't right? finished yet. She goes she goes to court a week after the fundraiser mixer free drinks at DLA Philippa Fox, the same people who work pro bono for the OTO satanic cult, and then rules in favour of the HIV AIDS Legal Centre a week later. And Bernard Gaynor, whose name was dropped on the ABC TV LGBTI Q and A special about trannies uh, called Between a Frock and a Hard Place two weeks ago, Reverend Fred Niles dropped Bernard Gaynor, bernardgaynor.com, they use name. And if you go on his blog, and, and there's a, here's a blog posting 
called Nancy Hennessy has some questions to answer. He's a much more effective activist than I am. He got a petition with 5,000 signatures against the Anti-Discrimination Board of New South Wales, partnering with the community, uh, sorry, it's called the beatproject.org.au, which is uh, run by the leader of the Socialist Alliance, our mortal enemy, Rachel Evans, the transvestite leader of the Socialist Alliance in Sydney, uh, runs around the park as a commissar trying to arrest any police officer who um, is obstructing gay men baiting young children into public toilet blocks at night. It's a safe gay child sex zones, beatproject.org.au. And when I surveilled them in 2008 in their mailing list before being booted off, um, they were suggesting that all their members upload geocached gay public sex porn to squirt.org. I haven't even gone to investigate that avenue, okay? That was like 2008, I dug that up. But they have been partnered with Beat Project that demand decriminalise public sex. Reverend Fred Niles asked the Anti-Discrimination Board, also asked the Attorney General, is public sex illegal? And he said, yes. And, and he asked the Attorney General, do you plan to decriminalise public sex? And he said, no. So the, um, it, was brought up in, it was brought up in Hansard, in Parliament, this particular fact. And you just check the Anti-Discrimination Board Annual Reports. They partner with an organisation that mandates gays doing public sex crimes. They're literally a, a criminal court. The other really interesting thing... Yeah, that, so, uh, so you've got all this basic dirt on them. So, you know, they, they, they are breaking the law there by advocating for something that's against the law. You've got them um, talking to one another when they shouldn't be. You've got a conflict of interest of them finding cases in favour of the people that they've been to dinners with before. You've got them talking to, uh, you've got this Gary Burns talking to the judge and, and having dealings with this judge in the in the quiet, which people don't know about. So, you know, how can people um, get this information out, out there? I mean, is there, you, said, you mentioned just then that there's a group that has got petitions. Is there anything, you know, that our listeners can do to help you? Have you got a petition going or, or anything like that? Protests. Write to your members of parliament, ask the anti-discrimination board be investigated, set up a parliamentary committee to shut them down, uh, fight for your free speech, public, uh, public uh, disobedience, going to the No Discrim and NCAT NSW Twitter, um, Twitter accounts and letting everyone know what you think about them, going on Facebook, spreading the word. We have to fight this pedophilia normalisation front that makes it a crime to be against pedophiles only if they're gay. Excellent. And then people should need to, to, people in Australia need to turn up for this court case that you've got and find out more about it. I'm sorry we couldn't go on for um, longer than we have, Luke, but um, hopefully this has got some of this information out there and hopefully you'll um, get some help from our listeners and hopefully some of them might turn up at this court case and uh, we might uh, get something done about this because it really is twisted and sick that the government are protecting these people so um yeah well th uh, thanks for being on it and um maybe we'll uh, get you back to talk about some of these other personalities that you've dug up the dirt on so uh until then uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time
it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.